Previously on Exile, Peter Parker, a cop in Gotham City, saved the Wayne family. Let's find out what happens this week on Exile. I'm Devin, and I play Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man who saw both his Aunt May and Uncle Ben killed, and then was adopted by Ben Urich, who they teamed up and did some kick-ass things together as a lead investigative reporter and then kid who could go in and help get the dirt. And I'm Luke, your Game Master. So, Peter Parker ended up saving the Wayne family from a mugger. Uh, the mugger got arrested, and the Waynes have invited Peter Parker to a sort of small thank you dinner. Has he accepted? Yes. Peter likes feeling appreciated for his things. All right. Also, he uh, did that as Peter Parker himself, which means extra so. So Peter gets a chauffeured ride to the Wayne Manor that is outside of Gotham City proper. Yeah. And there's a butler in the front seat. And he says, good evening, Mr. Parker. My name is Alfred and I'll I'll be taking you. Go ahead, sir. Where, where, Where are you taking me, Mr. Alfred, sir? I'm taking you to Wayne Manor. Oh, okay. Yes. You shall be given a wonderful night for this service you have done. Who knows what disarray Gotham City might have fallen into without your reaction. Well, thank you, Mr. Alfred. I was just trying to do what I feel like any good person would do. When you see someone, it's my Uncle Ben, so great power comes great responsibility. When you see someone is in trouble, it is your responsibility to help them. Indeed, sir. And so he takes you outside Gotham City and up to Wayne Manor, which is up on a tall cliffside, and it is a massive estate. It's got gates on the outside, and so like Alfred has to press the button that will get them to open up. And he finally lets you outside of the car in front of the house where the steps lead up to the open front doors where Thomas, Martha, and little Brucey Wayne are. Mr. Parker, thank you very much for coming in. I, You have literally saved our lives, so I feel like this might be the least we can do for you. Well, th- well thank you for having me. It's been nice to see a house this large. I've never, never been in a house this big before. Do all people from this area have houses this big? Like MC Hammer? I don't know who that is. Um, but there are some other mansions. There's the old Cobblepot Place. There's the Cane Manor. But uh, come in, come in. Uh, can I get you something to drink? Uh, yeah, if I could just like get some like water or something? Uh, spring water... We have bottled sparkling water. We have a variety. What is the rich man's water? Perrier. Yes, if I could have some Perrier, please. Right away, sir, says Alfred as he shovels in past. And he comes back with a green bottle of Perrier and a champagne 
flute for you, and he pours the water into the flute and gives it to you. Oh man, this this is like the best day ever. This is like the Pulitzer party all over again. Pulitzer party? Uh, well, we can talk about that over dinner. Uh, how does filet mignon sound? That sounds great. And so the Wayne's like give you a wonderful meal. I mean, it's got soup, salad, an entree with multiple sides. And like they listen, they're they're not entirely sure. Like, how do you explain the Pulitzer Prize thing to them? Oh, you see, at this one place that was at, there's this huge big crime boss, my adoptive uncle and I. We kind of we kind of like teamed up, you know. Be, oh, because you see, I have good sneaking powers, and I was able to sneak in and gather some cool dirt and information and help put a stop to them. And then, and then my uncle, of course, wrote all about it for his paper. Ah, oh, what paper <clears throat> is that? Uh, it's called the Daily Bugle. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, I think it's like a, a Swedish paper. Huh. Well. Uh, interesting. And so did you move here from Sweden after that point? Yeah, well, you see, I'm actually from here. I'm from Queens, New York. And then after my aunt, real aunt and uncle died, that I was adopted because uh, my adopted uncle Ben was here covering some like random stories and happened to have read about what happened to me in the paper. And then some I was a great charity case and I got adopted and moved back to Sweden with him. Oh no. But, I I I did not know you were uh orphaned. Yeah yes. Thank I, you, it's cool, yeah. I, I could hardly I've I've done like a billion type of like therapy hours or something for it. But yeah, no, it's, it's we're we're in a good place now, yeah. Well I am so glad, Peter, that you have come through so strongly. I I can't imagine what what would happen to Bruce if he had ended up getting orphaned. Yeah, who's to say? <laughs> well, actually, Peter wouldn't know. So, yeah, who's to say? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, like it's a good meal, and at the end, uh, Thomas takes your hand and he says. Peter, honestly, if there's anything we can do for you in the future, feel free to reach out. I'm a surgeon, and I know I do my best work that I can at Gotham General, but if I ever hear that you're in need of some special surgery or something of that nature, let me know. The Wayne Foundation will also do what we can. If Someone as wonderful and talented as you is working and eventually leading the Gotham City Precinct. I think that we might really see the crime in this town turn around. Oh, yeah, I I 100% plan on stopping as much crime as possible, at least while I'm still here. And so, like, after the massive chocolate cake that they had for dessert, Alfred drives you back to your apartment. How old do they think I am? Uh, they aren't entirely sure. Like, no one's really questioning your age here. Sweet. Your your badge also is sort of unclear as to when exactly you were born and also what exact time it is. 
Well, that and that happens when you accidentally smudge some like chocolate on it. <laughs> oh, Peter Teen Cop. Nothing gets chocolate out. And uh yeah, so Alfred drops you back off at your apartment. And are you going into work the next day or like how are you going to try and adjust? It's maybe like eleven PM, so theoretically Peter should be getting to sleep. Yeah, it's time for sleeps. Mm-hmm. And so you get up and you have uh like your shift at the Gotham Police Department. They briefly brought you in and Peter would have made sure to see when he needed to work, right? Or, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna yeah. say how how's Peter gonna know when to show. Yeah, Peter's got his gyms. Or what the address is. Mm-hmm. Like, they did a quick photo opportunity, because it's not every day that a Gotham City officer saves the richest family in Gotham City. True that. Was this Peter Parker already here, Luke? Am I like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in Source Code, where I've essentially killed another Peter Parker by taking over his body? Uh, you? How would you go about finding that out? I don't know. I mean, as well, far I guess, as... Well, I could ask anyone else about the history because I've been at the Force before. Do mm-hmm. people have memories of me there? Oh, yeah. And, in fact, the uh, police commissioner has uh, called you in. Yo, Kamish, what's up? I do finger guns as I walk in. What were you thinking, Parker? With, with the finger guns? Uh, well, well, you see, sir, I thought it was like would be like a cool new... like. Uh, way of greeting people. Maybe people might think that we're cool and not just try to like gun them down at all moments of the day. Commissioner Loeb looks at you. Parker, do you ever think that you should check on what your uh, scope of duty is in this town? I mean, I, I don't have a telescope, sir. So no. He eyes you over trying to figure out if you're an idiot, or if you were actually trying to be sassy with him. I then laugh after giving, like, a wry smile. Ah, just mess with the chief. No, yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that we could definitely work on trying to make the city a better place. For who? For everyone. <laughs> Parker. That's that sense of humor that I always loved you for. All right, well, you and uh, Flass, you got the uh, new guy coming out, so make sure that uh, Gordon is going to be welcome to this town the way he should be. And then, you know, make those stops you need to. Yes, the stops. Uh, sir, I I was a little drunk last night. Could you maybe write down where those stops are again? I think I'm a little drunk right now still. He sighs and says, Just look at your beaten. You never were the smartest cookie in the jar, so... That's fair. You marked everything with stars on there. Oh, yeah. That, that sounds like something I would do. And you go and... Uh, You find your way to your desk, which you had been at at the photo shoot the day before, and there is your partner, Detective Arnold Flass, who 
looks like that uh, Flash Thompson kid with maybe like 10 years and some drinking problems, but also he kept going to the gym, waiting there for you. So it's the big hero getting back to the beat with us normal people, huh? Hey, man, I'm just trying to do what any of us would have done. I'm no special hero. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not anybody who would uh, go and get a dinner with the Waynes after saving their life. So uh, was that a bum you hired to do it? Trying to just get your name in the press? You looking for the commissioner's position? I mean, there's always room for advancement and improvement. That's like all good, like job seeking youths want to do. But of course I didn't hire anyone. There was some weird guy who was trying to just mug them. I think he might've had some problems, but you know what? We'll send him to a good mental health facility and hopefully he'll be able to turn his life around. So is Peter actually this naive to what is going on? No, but everyone else seems involved in it. Maybe we'll try to flip that rookie. Okay. Now you just spoiled the big thing for everyone, Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So, yeah, I spoiled that for everyone, I guess. Um, The big old spoiler. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're able to look at your beat sheet, and there's like five or six places that have stars next to them. What are those places, Luke? Uh, there is a butcher shop, a jeweler, a grocery store, a pawn shop, and a cigar shop. Is this the same pawn shop that I considered pawning my policeman's badge for rent money? It is. How am I so poor if I'm also a corrupt cop, Luke? Well, Peter has made poor life choices. Oh. Yeah. Luckily, you're that sort of young and youthful age where they haven't seemed to have caught up to you yet. (laughs) We cut back to, like, a scene of Peter getting ready for bed and, like, moving his pillow and finding an entire bag of coke in it. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, Peter flushes it down the toilet. (laughs) Cut to a scene of Killer Croc getting high as balls. (laughs) There's his origin story. <laughs> he just never reco- he just never recovered after that was some tainted coke. And uh and King Shark, both of them together. <laughs> Gotham City, where <laughs> mutated cocaine transforms a shark and a crocodile into deadly villains. So Yeah, you uh, go on and get to your first stop at the butcher. Am I with with Gordon? Who mentioned Gordon? You did. Oh. No. You said uh, I was taking the rookie. You said I was taking Gordon the rookie around. I assume we were hitting the beats with that. Oh, you're making a stop first with Flass. He he wants to uh, make sure that everything's still copacetic with you. Of course, Mr. Flass. Why would things not be copacetic? Well, you know, stop in, make sure everything's going to be good for the next week or two, and then we'll go to the airport and pick up Gordon. That sounds like a real right plan, sir. I do finger guns at Flask, too. He stares blankly at you. And uh, the butcher shop is like a nice butcher shop. It's got 
the largest turkey in it that you've seen hanging in a window. There's like some sausage links in that storefront window as well. And there's a man with a large mustache and a big bloody white apron. Oh, ah, uh, Mr. Parker, the the hero of Gotham City. How are you? How are you tonight? I'm doing great, my sir. Does Ebenezer Scrooge live across the street from you? Because you got the biggest turkey in the biggest window I've ever seen. Ah, uh, uh, I, I, I have some bad news. Oh, what's that? Uh, we, we, we can't pay you this month. Well, that's fine. I work for the police department. Uh, I know, but, uh, you know, the... Are, are, are you really not angry? Oh, no. Definitely not. Everything is wonderful. I am absolutely, positively happy. Uh, uh all right. What? And that's when I grab by his, uh, by the scruff of his shirt and hold him up with a fist over my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I don't know where, where you think you're going to try to get this money from, but I need this. I need this money now. I don't have the money. I don't have the money. Nah, I'm just kidding. And I let him go. <laughs> but I got you good right there, didn't I, bud? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that old Parker lock. Never know what you're going to get. <sighs> that's when I started flipping some finger guns at him, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but well, I always suggest you best find that money, because otherwise my partner Flass here is probably going to do something real mean to you. Ain't that right, Flass? He's out in the car. Oh. Oh, he wasn't in the car? Whoops. No, okay. So yeah, no, I'm sorry, man. No, everything's fine. Yeah. Just, just don't tell the others. But yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll, we'll straighten everything out. Don't worry. Thank you. I put his hair back in order because I'm assuming it's now been all like out of control after the, after that spook. Yeah, it does not really get better. Like you're a bit <laughs> worried about what you've done in this situation. And so your spider wall crawling powers are sort of just mussing his hair up more. Ah, uh, yeah, well, I'm sorry, but yeah, man, no, no, don't worry about it. We'll we'll we'll, we'll work something out. Oh, thank you. It, it's it's just been so... here. Here, have this, and he hands you a big salami. Oh, like I can't possibly. Well, actually, yes, I can. Thank you. No, thank you. Parker takes it with him and goes back to the car. Does he try and hide the salami? Oh no, he puts it down his throat like a fucking snake. Ah, uh, okay. Roll me an endurance check to deep throat that fucking salami. Like it is a full loaf of salami. Parker rolled a thirteen. <laughs> you try to, and it just does not go down. Like, well, okay, five. Now we're gonna start ripping it up into pieces and just starting to stuff it all in our mouth. <laughs> Flesh sees you come back just like 
eating pieces of salami. Y- you get the money, right? He didn't have it. What I'm eating right now is just some of his flesh because I fucking chopped his hand off, sir. The ride to the airport is silence from Flass, who <laughs> is not entirely sure if you are fucking with him or not. Mm-mm-mm. That's all good. Yum, yum, yum. And so you get to the airport, and coming in from Chicago, uh, Flass has a sign that says uh, James Gordon on it, as you guys wait. And because there's no security at this airport, you guys are just able to wait at the exit for him. Nice. And so... so, so the pre-9-11 world is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And so Jim Gordon comes out. He's still got some brown in his mustache, but he definitely looks a lot older than the 30-something that he is. All right. Uh, your Flass and Parker, I'm taking it? Yes, pleased to meet you. I am Peter Parker. John Flass. All right. Uh, we've got some business to go to. And um, yeah, I know. I prefer to get settled in here. My wife's moving in in a bit, and I just need to make sure we're going to have a good place. Yeah, you don't need to worry about that. Gordon, we, we take care of our own here in this city. All right, but who takes care of everybody else? He he stares to look at you. I I read about your heroism in the paper, Parker. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. What did it say? You saved a rich family. You didn't really ask for much in reward. True that. He eyes you to try and understand where you're at. And, uh, yeah, so are you going to try and talk to Gordon? Or are you still finishing your salami in the car? No, we're still eating that slum in the car. All right, but now, but now we've made. Now we're like ripping it off so that the pieces of salami look like hands, mm-hmm. while making eye contact with Flass, who is driving the car and trying to ignore your very weird character trait you have picked up. And so he pulls up outside of the pawn shop, and he says, "Parker, go show Gordon the ropes." Sure thing, Flass, old buddy. All right. Snapping fingers means I'm doing finger guns. <laughs> and so the two of you walk into the pawn shop, and the uh, guy behind the counter is like, Oh, Mr. Parker, the big hero, I got your, uh, your, your money right here. Oh, yeah. Um, While you're getting all that ready, I need to talk to Mr. Gordon over here on the side. Uh, I mean, it's already in a bag, but if you need to have a conversation, I understand. Okay, yes. Uh, Parker, what what do you need? Okay, so I am kind of like, I feel like I'm sort of new to here. I've maybe I've had like a spiritual awakening or something. But yeah, the uh, police uh, department, they're like corrupt as hell. And I'm going to try to stop them. I don't know how you feel about some corruption. If you want to take the money on the table there. If you do, that means I know what kind of guy you are. And I'm probably going to sucker punch you. But if you want to team up with me, let's go beat up Flash in the car. Parker, I heard that you were one of the dirtiest dogs in town. Like some sort of weird-looking cat in a thong. 
Glad to see that that's not what you are. Thanks, buddy. Ah, uh, I need you to... And he, like, tries to block the pawn shop owner from listening in. We've got a, uh... We've got some internal affairs coming in. They are sending in a special operative. If they see me disappearing, it would be suspicious. But if they see you going, they, they aren't going to be suspicious of you. So, Parker, I'm going to write you an address. Can you be there at 9 o'clock tonight? Yeah, sure thing. And so he writes an address which just says uh, roof of the uh, Wayne building. That's slick. Yeah, me and the Waynes, we're good pals now. Good. Good. Now we... We'll, we'll take the money so Flass isn't concerned. We'll make sure to get her returned. All right, Parker, I can trust you for that. Yeah, you got me. You return, and Flass is like, everything go well in there? Got some dollar-dollar bills, y'all. And I start making it rain on Flass in the front seat. Did they give you goofball pills up there at Wayne Manor? Pills, baby! Yes. No. No. Of course not. Flass drives just directly back to the office. He's got some rich man pills up there. If <laughs> <laughs> he drops you off without making the additional three stops. Gordon is still not entirely sure what to do with you. And uh, he says, all right, I'm going to go settle into my apartment. And when he says that, like, two other officers that you know, uh, Burns and Murtaugh, go Do to... I know them? Uh, yeah. You say that I know them. I mean, maybe Parker knows them, but... Parker knows them. Parker knows them. Peter, Peter Parker doesn't know them. Detective Parker knows them from the police department. Two other police officers go to tail Gordon. Oh, that's cool. Well, uh, Flask goes in to talk to Commissioner Loeb. And so it gets to be nine o'clock and you go up to the rooftop. I'm just going to casually start standing around, swaying back and forth, wondering if someone's going to show up. Yeah, you uh, notice that there is a weird light coming out from the stars. And as you like, try and look, roll me. A uh, reason check. Uh, yeah, white. Uh, you got no idea what this green light that is coming towards you is. But uh, when it gets down, there is this man in a kind of weird looking like red shirt, green pants, a kind of ugly purple and yellow cape. And he says, are you, are you Gordon? Um, no... But Mr. Gordon asked me to meet you here. He he stares over you. Peter Parker. Are you impossible, man? No. Oh. I'm here with internal affairs. You can call me the Green Lantern. Aren't you evil? Aren't you the ones who like blew up that like place that like my all my pals were at or something? What? I I There's a lot of rings similar to yours. They're the British Green Lanterns. 
Brit Lanterns, I believe they're called. You've seen... All right. Uh, who are you? Well, you see, uh, my name is uh, Peter Parker. I am S- Spider-Man. Is that like a thing here? Flip flip. Uh, I can swing around. I can like stick to things. Here, watch. And I like put my hand on his face and then try to pull back. See how it's not coming off? Yeah, I can like stick to things. It's kind of cool. And yeah, I like was taking a nap in this hammock that I made that was pretty sweet. And then I woke up and I'm magically now a policeman who was apparently corrupt along with the dude who used to bully me in high school. So, I mean, that's great. I guess we worked past some of our problems and became friends, I guess, at some point, maybe kind of. And now you're here. He he stares at you. Oh yeah, from another dimension. I, did I mention that part? I feel like I didn't. That was that's probably important. If you have skills that can help you fight crime, we we can get you to be more than just a street cop. But I'm a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Are there neighborhoods in space? I I don't know why you think we're handling things out in space. I because you came in space and then you flew right at me and it was scary. I came from the sky, but that doesn't necessarily mean I came from space. I mean, I guess you also look like an alien. I think in my world we call oh yeah like green and purple yeah we called you scrawls you were bad news. Bears. No, no, he's he's a white dude with blonde hair. He's just wearing a very weird colored costume. Have you not seen like Alan Scott's old school Green Lantern costume? No. It's like you're describing something at me that I do not know what that is. Okay. Do, 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 do. Post in chat, Luke. I I am. Yeah. I can't say I know who that is. You ever see uh, Justice League, the TV show, and there was one where they went back to the old-timey universe? No. Oh. Okay. Well, he was the... I don't remember that up. It was back when they were doing the uh, two-parters still, and it was like uh, the idyllic universe. You know, that does not matter. Uh, Yeah. The two-part episode, I remember that time that Green Lantern blew up a planet. (laughs) And then we put him on trial. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Because that Uh, was bad, and we won't tolerate that. So Alan Scott was the first Green Lantern who... Uh, just found a magical ring that gave him the power of a Green Lantern ring, but instead of being weak to yellow, it was weak to wood. Spider-Man's eyes light up as he hears that, but then decides not to say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he does not actually explain his weaknesses to you. Oh. All right, Officer Parker, I also work for an agency known as Checkmate. We are working to keep the metahumans who are appearing in check. Are you going to now put me in check? Because I basically just now said that I'm a metahuman. Are you willing to work to help keep the world safe? Sure. I would love if I could have my web shooters back. Do you know how to make those? I know the formula, and I could probably make them if I had access to some kick-ass technology. Parker, I think we're going to get along quite well. Oh, that's good. Those cop buddies of mine don't seem to think we're going to get along quite well. <laughs> so we do a quick cut over to 
this massive like castle in Europe that inside is filled with technology and scientists and laboratories all over. And like it's been a few days and you've gotten to like actually have access to science and technology. Oh, sick. Mm hmm. And uh, yeah, so you've gotten like your very basic Spider-Man stuff that you can make with your technology. Are you still going to go as the Spider-Man? Well, I mean, why ruin a good motif? Makes sense. Makes sense. Can we invent and try new technologies with their fancy hero tech? Uh, yeah. What sort of thing do you want to make? I want to make a web bomb. Uh, roll me a reason check, and you can... Wait, roll what? Uh, a reason check. Uh, 94. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you can also make web bombs. Which Do you know what that is? It's like a grenade that when you throw it, it explodes into webs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got those. You've also been able to make yourself a new costume. Did Peter go with like the classic Spider-Man costume like he was used to, or did he come up with something new? No, he wants to stay tried and true. We can't do that to poor Jen. Well, I mean, that's assuming that you're going to get out with this costume and everything else that you've made. Oh, sweet Jesus, we better. <laughs> um, yeah, so is Peter going to go back to just pretending to also be a street cop while fighting crime? No. Well, we're going to fight crime in the police department. All right, so does this new mysterious Spider-Man start taking down corrupt cops and criminals? Oh, you better believe it. So, uh... Yeah, like, it starts off pretty quick with uh, you taking down the uh, Falcone crime family. Because that's, uh, that's how you roll. Taking down the biggest, nastiest uh, crime boys in all of Gotham City. Feeling pretty good about that. Mm -hmm. And, like, after that, you go after the uh, Maronis and the Zuccos and, like, this is organized crime without Kingpin involved. This is organized crime without anybody who has superpowers, who has super enhanced skills. And, like, pretty soon you've gotten rid of organized crime, which has also led to the Internal Affairs Agency taking out a lot of the other officers who are working with you. And... Finally, it gets down to the point where the only officer who still seems to be under suspicion is Peter Parker. Well, don't they know that I'm Peter Parker? Well, Gordon doesn't know that, unless you revealed your identity to him. Oh, I kind of assumed that Gordon was then on it. No, Gordon only understood it from the internal affairs level. He was unaware that Checkmate, which is a secret organization, was also getting involved. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's tell our pal... Wait, does Peter Parker have any friends and or other relatives who might get hurt? Uh, you know, nobody has really reached out to Peter. Most of the people who he worked with seem to be 
other cops who he has now arrested everybody. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then he knows. Yep. So how does Peter reveal that he is the Spider-Man to Gordon? Is the commissioner in the building? Uh, commissioner Loeb has been replaced with another commissioner. Oh, but I wanted to take when I fine when I took down Commissioner Loeb, that is when he found out because I took down Commissioner Loeb by hacking into the computer systems, playing over the PA system. That's the sound of the police over and over again on a loop (laughs) as Spider-Man just casually strolled in and just sucker punched the commissioner and arrested him. (laughs) The great thing is Peter had to record that track himself. Probably that song. I mean, I'm assuming this is at a point in time before that song existed. Yes. And so, like, Gordon runs at you with a gun drawn at you and says, All right, Spider-Man, I don't know who you're working with here. I know you've done a lot of good, but you can't just go arresting the commissioner of police. Why not? Isn't that what cops are supposed to do? And then you turn around and pull off your mask. Yep. (laughs) My God. And yeah, so I guess what does Peter do when he has ended crime in Gotham City? Like there's a new police force that ends up getting brought in that's like more diverse and less corrupt. But between Spider-Man's antics and also the Green Lantern being involved now. All crime is officially over in Gotham. Is there a point in time in the future, Luke, where things will go to shit again? I mean, presumably, but it all depends on what Peter's going to do. He's going to go get a day job. (laughs) Where is he getting the day job at, Devin? Wayne Corporation. In the science division. All right. Thomas Wayne is happy to find a position for you since you did help and save them. And he's like, um... Thomas Wayne yes, knows that I'm Spider-Man. Uh, does Thomas Wayne know you're Spider-Man or he not? Do, he does now. So how do you break it to Thomas Wayne? Well, you see, Spider-Man crawls up the building up to his kick-ass penthouse. Mm-hmm. And says, yo... Mr. Wayne, I kind of, like, need a job. I've kind of, like, stopped all crime. You're the Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, did you make your web technology yourself? I did. And I've made other cool inventions that could also be used practically to help other people, too. Also, do it for your pal. Rip off the mask, Peter. And I have my arms... And I have my arms outstretched like I'm looking for a hug from a father figure. (laughs) (laughs) He puts down the gun that he had pulled out at you. (laughs) He's like, okay, Peter. And, uh, yeah, so you start... Does he reciprocate the hug? Yes, yes, he he gives you a hug. I will be yeah. your father figure. Hold the cat right close to mine. The endorphin level is surging through Peter right now. Peter's got so many dads right now. But only several of them alive. 
you know, you take some dead, you take some live, and that's how you get the dads of life. The dads of life. So eventually, I guess, things start going well. I mean, you're working on non-violent suppression techniques with the Wayne Corporation, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. We and have that dope freezer cube thingy, which can be used for medical heart and other organ transplants, as it did in the comics. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, you get some help from that from a Dr. Victor Freeze, who, when you help him, you're able to turn his life around like your old friend Cardiac from New York City. Is his wife okay? Yes. Yay. Look at us. Also, it turns out that she is not actually his wife, but his old buddy Peter's there to counsel him so he does not turn into a supervillain. That's good. But uh, things don't go so strange when a new uh, lab moves into town and they are interested in hiring you, Peter. Who's this new lad? Let me hear their offer. Uh, so you get a letter from a Doctor Strange who is interested in some of your technology and some of the things that you've written papers on because you do have a wide range of knowledge. And so he's offering you twice as much as what Wayne is willing to pay you. What is his company? Tell me more. Make me believe in the company, Luke. It is Strange Incorporated. It is working on enhancing the human abilities beyond the normal scales. It is about pushing humans further beyond they, uh, they've ever been able to be pushed. It's about stopping aging, stopping death, and, you know, doing good science. Does Peter get a good vibe from him? Is he setting off the spidey sense? Uh, on one level, it's a person named Doctor Strange. So yes, from that. But also, he is a bald dude and a lab coat with a goatee and glasses. So also, no. I have a meeting with Thomas. So, like, you did get invited for an interview. So are you going to show up for the interview at all? or? Yes. So he invites you in. Ah, Peter, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I have been fascinated with your ascendancy, as we say, in the business. You are a former police officer, orphan, who has also done an amazing job as a scientist. You seem to be a mind that we might find once in a lifetime. And yet here you are, working and doing so many things for unknown reasons. Why? What drives you, Peter? Um, I mean, basically, I just want to use all of my scientific gifts to try to make the world a better place. And what is the best place that you can have? Um, no death. No one dies. What if I had a way to end death? Peter gets a mild chub. 
how do you how do, how do you have this power? It's science. The same thing that powers everything. All the body is is a series of chemicals and signals, Peter. And if you can learn those patterns and replicate them, nobody needs to die. I, I'm interested in learning more. How how do you think I could help and improve on this? If if you already know what this technology yourself, what more can I offer you? You can offer me something very simple, Peter. And roll me a quick agility check. Or a spidey senses check. Twenty. That is Probably in the white. Yes, that is just in the white. You can give me your genetics, Spider-Man. And the drug in the dart sinks in and you fall asleep. I got darted? Yeah, you got darted. Oh. And so, Spider-Man, you wake up inside a prison cell. It is stone walls. You are shackled without your web shooters. There are prison bars, and then you can see just outside your cell, there seems to be a large well down there. And you hear the voice of Doctor Strange saying, Ah, you're awakening, Peter. It is so wonderful to have you back here. I am fascinated. Have I been here before? You're awake again. That's, That's what I mean. Sure. But it has been so fascinating being able to study your body and your genetics and that strange spider power that you have. It has been a while. Hey, how do you know about that? Also, please work on your phrasing. You're really creeping me out right now, dude. Oh, I'll be doing more than creeping you out, Peter. Mm. And he presses a... How how do you know that I'm Spider-Man? I'm one of the greatest minds that there has ever been. You, You are not very careful with your identity, Peter. I told like two people, and also the commissioner may have saw when I did my cool thing. Did the commissioner Peter. tell you after I put him in jail? No. Actually, I think I told a lot of people because I think I kind of just did it for party <laughs> tricks once. I, I also because you see what I sh- well, no, I mean, there's that time where I kept showing up to all those different restaurants because they give free food to police officers, but not to apparently Spider-Man because I, they told me I was just a vigilante. But then when I took off my mask and they saw, oh, hey, that guy's a cop, the band, that was a free Chipotle meal for me that day. <laughs> no peter i don't have loved ones in the universe so i'm not quite as scared of other people getting killed because of that peter i want you to see what i have done and he presses a button and the chains that are like holding you directly against the wall slacken so you're able to walk to the edge of the door and you see that in several other cells, he has people, some you recognize directly, some you don't. You see, Peter, 
I was able to reverse engineer your DNA and make a new set of monster men that I might employ to take over this city and then the world. See there? That Selena Kyle you had saved shall be my Catwoman. Your Commissioner Gordon has had his DNA spliced with that of a firefly, and he shall be my firefly now. There's also a killer croc, a killer moth, a penguin. Uh, you know, there's very specific creatures that I made for reasons that are not necessarily important right now, but some people probably care about them in a cosmic sense. Cameos and all that. I like that movie Tusk. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Yes. And now you shall see as they destroy all of this city that you have poured your life into. Because in your life, you never took time for the important things. Well, like what? What's more important like than saving people? Saving yourself. From what? Loneliness, Peter. I have a girlfriend. She's back at my my on my own universe. I know that's like saying I have that girlfriend. She just lives in Canada, but it's not the same thing, Strange. But how will you get back to her if your other universe even exists, Peter? How are you sure so sure that this didn't just start as a mental breakdown for you? There's evidence of who you were before, how you found that spider necklace that might have given you these amazing abilities? No, it wasn't a necklace. They got bit by a spider. Or is that just what your mind put together? A heroic persona to undo the deeds that you did? What about the people you killed, Peter? Well, I don't remember them, so that's probably fine. And apparently, from what I've kind of gathered, I may have killed that person because I kind of took over his body. And his consciousness doesn't seem to be here anymore. So, yeah, there's kind of that. But what if I show you your victims? And he presses a button and... Like, you know those paper dolls that are just, like, hang, holding hands? Yes. Yeah. Like, a bunch of corpses fall down and he's like, Here's all the people you killed, Detective Peter Parker. And there's a lot of people there. Oh, God, that's gross. Oh, 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 God. <clears throat> This is your world, Peter. This is your hell that you have made. Again, you can keep saying that. This doesn't bother me in the same way. Please, do you know how many types of like memories I've had to try to suppress? This is nothing. I watched a furry Wendigo eat a person right in front of me. Well, I guess you'll just have to stay here. Until the end of time. And you hear a button that means that he has turned off the speakers. So what you doing, Spider-Man? Well, I sit there until the end of time. So he is not going to try and escape or anything? No, we're going to kick some bars. What, what, what are around me, Luke? 
Uh, so there are the bars in front of you. There are the metal shackles that are loosened on your hands and feet right now. Uh, your cage is maybe... Hell, is it like I could have slipped it off? You might just need to break them instead, or you can try agility to get out of them, but it's like a 6 by 6 by 6 cube. Oh, cool. Yeah, we're going to try to just agility my way out of them. 95. Ah, uh, yeah, you get out of them super easily. And uh, there is the cage. It's what happens when the corpses start to make me sweat due to my fear of corpses, because I hate <laughs> death, and then I can easily just slide out from the glistening sweat. <laughs> uh. and uh yeah so then there are the metal bars on the cage i'm gonna karate chop or karate kick the uh, metal bars and bend them out of my way romeo strength 73 that's probably gonna be good amazing yellow uh yeah you get out uh, of the bars, and you're going to be able to like climb up through, uh, like this large tubular room that has all the other cells in them. Are you going to try and free anyone else? Are you going to cut down the corpses that are dangling from the ceiling, or are you just trying to get out as soon as you can? Well, I mean, the corpses are just going to be there. Cutting them down means nothing. I will try to free Mr. Gordon. It depends who is there that I like. Uh, some of them you can't tell. I mean. Did you get to know Selena Kyle at all? No. No. I mean, really, I think the only people you worked with were Alan Scott and Commissioner Gordon. Well, free those two for sure. Uh, Okay. Uh, Well, Alan Scott is not there. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's free Gordon. Yeah. Uh, He got a big old firefly putt and a pair of wings now. Hey, Gordon, you're looking pretty fly. A blast of red-hot energy comes shooting at you from his butt. Roll a Spidey Senses check to see if you were able to avoid it. Ten. I did not. Uh, no. Yeah, so you are taking 20 damage straight to the face. Gordon, I thought we were cool. What's the deal? He has been turned into a mindless monster. Oh. Yeah. I shut the cage door again. Okay. And that's the end of that chapter. (laughs) So are you just leaving the cells? Well, for right now, I'm going to go back and find Thomas, and then we're going to come back with science, and maybe Victor, and then we're going to science them. Uh, Thomas has been turned into some sort of man-bat in here. That's unfortunate. We're going to go back and find Victor, and then we're going to try to science them. You mean Alan Scott? Or... Oh. Well, I mean, I guess him too. Sure. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so roll me a uh, intuition check to see if you can find where Doctor Strange is. I rolled a 78. Intuition is remarkable. Still in the yellow. Yeah, you're able to find like the controls for this room that make uh, certain bricks pop out and turn into steps like in a video game. And those lead you to the door that is otherwise hidden. And so you're able to find Doctor Strange and he says, So do you like what I've made of your 
closest allies and those you have saved. No, quite sure if that was pretty gross of you, dude. And I run up and do a cool flying punch. Ah, uh, roll a fighting check. 19. I'm going to use some karma to re-roll that. Yes, green. Uh, yeah, you punch him in the face. It does not do a lot of damage to him. And he says, <laughs> you can't punch your way out of this, Spider-Man. You can't punch your way out of this loneliness. Well, I'm not lonely. I have my dad, Thomas Wayne, who you've seemed to have turned into a bat like a dick. <laughs> and do you know what bats eat? Well, I mean, some sort of bug sometimes, usually. Including spiders. And he... I'm not a bug. I'm an I'm an arachnid. He presses a button that releases the doors in the cage, and you hear screeching as Man Bat is coming up through the tube room after you. You cannot defeat all of my monster men, Spider Men. They will kill you, and then you will be forgotten. And this new race of monster men will take over the world. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm going to be back. Do you mind if I, like, casually leave? You know, I I kind of had some plans today. I really, you booked me for this interview. It was supposed to be from, like, 11 till noon. It's now 4. Yeah, Vicky Vale was not very happy about that. Yes. So, do you mind if I just run now? I mean, you can't run forever, Spider-Man. Well, of course not. I mean, obviously we're going to pick this back up later, but... Yes, if we, uh, we I mean, my monster men will be destroying the city. Yeah, that's bad. But I'll find a way to stop it, and then I'm going to stop you. All right. Well, I mean, I'm on the ground. My... That monstrosity that I made out of your father, one of your father figures, apparently is coming after you. You really talk about yourself a lot. Yeah, it's like a thing I have because I'm kind of scared. I got to make some jokes, make some cool quips, talk about me. Uh, roll a spider senses check. I am just like a teen. I mean, I'm like a teenager in such yo. Eighteen. <laughs> you are so distracted. <laughs> Mad Bat comes across and rakes you across the back for 20 damage. Uh, okay, cool talk, guys. Yo, uh, I'll be back, and I'm going to make a break for the door. Uh, roll agility to get out of there. That time I got a 76. I fucking crushed it. Where yeah, you, you get out of there really easily that time. And, like, Do you web the door as you leave? Do I have my web shooters or things now? No, you do not. Yeah, I was going to say, you told me I didn't have my stuff. Uh, can I like bend the door? What What's the door look like? It's one of those with like the L knob on it. Can I bend the knob so that it doesn't open? Yeah, roll me a strength. Yeah. Yeah, 52. Yeah, we're, we're deep in the green. Uh, yeah, you bend it. It's not going to hold for a long time, but it'll at least stop them so you can get some more distance. Sick. And, like, on the other side, you find yourself in the small parking lot outside of the strange laboratories on the outskirts of Gotham City, opposite side of where Wayne Manor is. What do you want to do? 
how do you contact Alan Scott? How do I, Spider-Man, contact him? You have a checkmate wristwatch. Oh, cool. I go for my wristwatch. You don't have it on you. Oh, where's it at? Uh, probably with your web shooters. Where's that at? Inside the lab. Uh, where is a place I can get other web shooters, Luke? Where would a place be that Peter Parker has stored extra web shooters in case he needs them? Uh, probably at the Wayne Enterprises places. Okay, uh, well you can try and take your car by hot wiring it. Yes, let's do that. I'll, I'll actually say you got that thing where it has like the check pad number key that you can put in on the side and that will also Hell turn on the yeah. car. And so you take off towards Wayne Enterprises uh, in your car. What type of car you got? Oh, I'm assuming that because I'm poor. Well, I guess I've just refurbished my cop car. And we're going to turn on the siren. And instead of the siren, it is also screaming, whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. <laughs> uh, so you get to the Wayne Tech building and... Like, and I bob my head and make me feel, and like I'm really into it as that sound is playing. Like, yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> you fucking nerd. Uh, so, like, you can hear the like start of the monster men making their attack on Gotham City, and uh, you're able to get your backup web Spider Man tools. And where are you doing now? Uh, now we're going to the other lab to find my good pal, Victor Freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's still in the Wayne Tech building. Victor. Yes. All right. So everything's kind of going to hell. I have to be Spider-Man again, but I could really use your help. You know that really cool, like, frozen stuff that we used before? Yes, the Nitro Extreme that you named. Yeah, remember how, like, yeah, it, it's pretty extreme. Now, remember how we kind of like put it into like that like gun thing and we were kind of like using it to like freeze things while throwing them into the air because it was really fun that one day? Yes, it helped me to get over my traumatic backstory. Yeah, would you want to don it and we can go out and kick some ass and fight monsters together? Because you've been Spider-Man the entire time? Oh, yeah, I thought that was obvious. I've told you like four times. I know that you were drinking a lot at that time too, Victor, and we'll work through that. But yeah, no, I'm totally Spider-Man. I guess there's only one thing that I can say to you right now, Spider-Man. What's that? Let's ice some bitches. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so the two of you like kick the doors of Wayne Enterprises open and... Did you do you also contact Alan Scott, I assume, on your backup watch? Oh, then for sure. <laughs> yeah. So like you, uh, the two of you start like freezing people and webbing people. Alan Scott comes in and helps people. Uh like it's the big oh, look at all of these friends you made. Aren't we so happy that Peter has made a lot of friends here? Uh, there's even like some people there's even like some people who we didn't get around to uh, mentioning like there is that psychologist who you helped him get over his fears and like district attorney Harvey Dent is there and like that weird guy who was a really bad uh, stand up comic who you gave some advice to which was mostly hey 
nobody here has done airplane food jokes. You should do that. Like, he is helping out. And, yeah, so you guys are able to take down all of the villains because I guess Doctor Strange was wrong. Spider-Man isn't alone. And the number one rule of Spider-Man is he was never alone. Yeah. And so we need the good conclusion wrap-up scene. uh, Oh, well, it's definitely Victor and I working together to undo all the damage that that was done to revert people back to their normal state. You know, Peter, I'm glad that you saved me. I, I can't imagine what my life would have been like had someone without your heart and patience and understanding been involved. You're welcome, Victor. It's been great working with you as well. It has been. And then I run up to give my big dad, Tom, a hug after he's been reverted from being a man bat. And as all of your dads... And then we party by using the freeze gun to make a kick-ass ice luge. (laughs) And, like, it ends with you getting down on that, and then everything fades to black. And you find yourself in this massive, massive library that you've never seen before. And a large figure in black with a gaunt white face says, Well, that's all that then. That's a good Spider-Man story there. Let's see how those others are doing. And we'll follow them next week on Exiled. Wait, you mean this wasn't real? And then Spider-Man starts to cry. So, Devin, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me online at Fred Fett. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me online on at Twitter at Coltreg. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Uh, Exiled is a weekly podcast. Or you can find us on Twitter at, at Exiled Podcast or online at ExiledPodcast.com. Uh, yep. We'll be back next week with another one of these sort of strange stories. See you then. Oh, I guess we could talk about, like, other stories that happened, because I figure Peter might have been in that universe for, like, a year. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, what other stories? Oh, like, what other villains did Peter fight, or was there anyone else he made friends with? Oh, that's a Batman person. Oh, man. Well, I mean, there's definitely that time that I then had to go fight the cocaine shark and crocodile. <laughs> and you helped them clear up their lives. Yep, we got them sent to a rehab program with the help of Dr. Crane. He was able to counsel them, and they are both now doing very productive things with their lives. It turned out their real fear was not being loved and also running out of cocaine. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. King Shark is now the official spokesman for Long John Silver's. Yar, mateys, if there's one thing I love more than the taste of human flesh, it's the taste of great savings at Long John Silver's. And check out our locations at our also half A&W root beer. A&W, America's drive-in. What do you mean that's Sonic? I'm fired, aren't I? Yeah, that's when he got promoted to being head Sonic chef boy. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, it's like when the Where's the Beef lady got on the uh, ads. Exactly. For Wendy's. Or when the uh, Verizon guy became the T-Mobile guy or whoever that happened. Yeah, he's Sprint now. And he likes to pretend like he has like integrity or something, but he doesn't. It's because he got fired. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's decent bonus content. And then, you know, we can always just make references to that time Spider-Man. God, it was Batman. Yeah, but better because no one's sad. Everyone's happy. Oh, really? I'm <laughs> yeah. way better than Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 